Good morning, everyone. I am Pastor Aaron coming to you from United Bethel in Santa Mesa. This is Father's Day, and I will begin by wishing all of the fathers who are here, who are viewing this service, a happy Father's Day. Now, if you stick around to the end of the message, we're going to pray a special blessing prayer over the fathers. Today, this message is entitled, Father Abraham. And I will start by just, just a quick review of Abraham's call. In Genesis 12, it says that God called Abram to leave his country. And God said, come, I will show you the place I'm going to give you this land. And so Abraham obeyed the call of God and went out. That's what the scripture says. Now, <clears throat> there are some things about Abram. His first name was uh, Exalted One. And there was a time in which God gave Abraham, Abram, he changed his name to Abraham. He changed his name because that was what father promised. Abraham means the father of many peoples. And so Abraham, God was changing his name. And every time they used the name Abraham, it had a reference back to the calling of God, the promise that God made in the covenant that I will give you this land and you shall be a blessing. Your descendants will be a blessing to the whole world. And so every time we hear the name of Abraham, we're reminded of the covenant that God made. That was the first covenant that he made. There was scripture prophecy, for example, and Isaiah prophesied that there was going to be another covenant, a new covenant. Jeremiah prophesied of this new covenant that God would make. Paul said in the New Testament that the new covenant is a better covenant. So just referring to the old covenant that God made with Abraham, God is still keeping the promises of that old covenant. He promised to bless the people of Israel. If they would obey him, keep his commandments, he said, I will bless you and I'll bless your children. Now we listen to the words God said in that blessing. He said, he that curses you, I will curse. And he that blesses you, I will bless. That's why here in United Bethel, we have no anti-Semitism. We don't speak anything against the descendants of Abraham, simply because we want God to bless us. And anyone who curses the Jewish people, God said, I will curse them. And so if God curses something, that's terrible. I don't want to be under the curse of God. I like his blessing. And that's something I seek every morning when I wake up. Lord, I want your blessing. That blessing that you promised Abraham. And so uh, another thing about God's blessing, he said, I'll bless your descendants, Abraham. And that has held true for more than 3,000 years, the blessing of Abraham on his children. 
And so uh, people are remarking today, how did these people, the Jewish people, become a nation again? Well, that's because God promised them that that land would be theirs and that he would bless them. Even though God made this promise and he knew the heart of Abraham, Abraham was called the friend of God. And, but God put Abraham through a test, Genesis 21, 22. God knew Abraham loved him, but he wanted Abraham to know how much he loved the Lord. So he tested him by telling him, take his son Isaac and offer him on the altar as a sacrifice. Abraham brought Isaac to the mountain, which is later called Mount Moriah. And it's the place today where the, before when the old temple that Herod built, it stood there until the Romans tore it down in 70 AD. And then after 600 AD, the Islamic people built a mosque on that place. But that was the hill where Abraham was tested by God. When they were going up the hill, his son Isaac asked him, Father, we have the lamb, we have the wood, the fire, the knife, but where is the lamb? And Abraham said, God will himself provide the lamb. And you know the story how that Abraham was right at the point of taking his knife and sacrificing the life of Isaac, that they turned and there in the bushes was a ram caught by its horns. And that was God's provision. He promised to provide a lamb and he still kept that promise when Jesus come to this world and eventually was nailed to the cross and died. That was the fulfillment of God's promise that he would provide a lamb, perfect lamb. His blood was the sufficient sacrifice to pay the price for all of the sin of every human being that walked on this face of the earth. Now, the way we get rid of our sins, though, is that we come to God and repent and ask him to forgive us of our sins and may we make Lord Jesus Lord of our life. That's how we apply the blood of Jesus. We ask him to come and be Lord of our lives. Now, this is a little bit of a background. They called him Father Abraham. One day when Jesus was preaching, this is found in uh, Matthew uh, chapter 6, the disciples that asked Jesus, teach us to pray. And so Jesus taught them to pray. And this is what we later called the Lord's Prayer. Jesus said, you start out by saying, our Father in heaven. And he taught us to call God, our Father God. Well, <clears throat> Abraham's example and Jesus' teaching is that God represents himself to us. His character, his nature is of the most wonderful, best Father there is. Also, when God was giving the commandments, to Moses up on Mount Sinai, one of the commandments was honor your father and mother. And I believe Father God is pleased today when we honor fathers 
And we know that God wants godly, righteous offspring. So the father in the home is so very important. So this was the teaching of Jesus. Start your prayers by saying, Father in heaven. Now I pray, sometimes I just pray to the Lord Jesus. And sometimes I say, Father God, or Almighty God, but this is recognizing the Father nature of God. Another story that Jesus told in Luke the 16th chapter, which I find is interesting, and this is when the first scripture I had come to my heart when I was beginning a Father's Day message to you. In Luke the 16th chapter, Jesus tells a story, probably they would, we would call it a parable, but it was a story of Jesus about a rich man and a beggar by the name of Lazarus. Incidentally, the man named Lazarus, one of people that followed Jesus was Jesus' best friend and loved Jesus so much was Lazarus. But now he's telling a story, and in the story, Lazarus, and this one is a poor man, begging outside the gate of this rich man. Well, it came to pass, it says, that the Lazarus died, and he was taken into heaven, and then the rich man died, and the rich man went to hell. Jesus believed and taught there is a hell, and that the hell is a place of torment. The rich man was in the flames of hell, the torment. And he looked up and he saw uh, into heaven. And so even though there's a gulf fixed between heaven and hell, this rich man pleaded. He said, have uh, Lazarus come and dip his finger in water and put some water on my mouth. He, uh, the rich man was suffering. And in the, the dialogue of Jesus, he said that uh, the poor man went to Abraham's bosom. That's how to describe the place of the righteous departed. Now, this is the background. And uh, one of the hard things for families in any society is for the father to be the kind of father God wants him to be. And there's plenty of example in scripture that a father who trusts in Jesus is uh, a righteous man and he leads the family in righteous living, in faith in Jesus. Now, <clears throat> there's a lot of teaching I can bring on uh, the character of a godly father. But I want this to be for you today on Father's Day, a, a remembrance that this is something that God has taught us to honor our fathers. And my children are not here. My children are grown. I've got grandchildren. I've got two great grandchildren. And I've been receiving texts and emails wonderful expressions of my kids telling me how they appreciated that I was a, a Christian godly father. 
And when, to fathers, that means a lot when your kids call you that. But I want something to happen, and most of you are in your homes because of lockdown, can't come to the church yet for meetings. And by the way, it's our, we've, by the Board of Deacons, we have set a kind of a statement when we would be open to have meetings is when the public schools are allowed to have classes again, then we will open the doors for members to come here. We will still have social distancing. Uh, everyone will have a seat, uh, not too close to someone else, but uh, we will welcome that day when we can have services here in the building. I wish you fathers, after we pray this Father's blessing for you, I wish you would go to your spouse if she's there with you. And I, since you are receiving blessing from Father God on the fathers, I'd like for you to lay hands on your spouse and just say thank you, Father, for giving this wonderful woman to me to be my wife. Bless her like you are blessing Father Abraham and his offspring. Just pray a, pray a simple blessing over your spouse. And uh, actually in a Jewish Seder, there's a time in the Seder where the uh, husband blesses the wife and then they bring all of the children around for them, husband and wife, to put their hands on the heads of the children and bless them. Blessing is biblical. And so this blessing that we will pray right now is a blessing that God is giving to all the fathers. You may be a member of the church. You may be just too tuned in to this service. We pray that God will bless you. Now, let us bow our heads for this prayer blessing for fathers. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we ask you to stretch out your loving hands and place them on every father that is within the sound of this video, in the sound of this auditorium. Place your hands on every father and bless them. Bless them as they live a life in obedience to you, a godly life. Bless them with wisdom that comes from you. You said if any man lacks wisdom, he can ask of God. Ask of the Father, and he will give this blessing of wisdom without rebuke. Lord, give this kind of a blessing to every father. Now bless their homes. I pray that you'd bless the homes and these fathers with prosperity. Bless them financially, Lord. Some are still looking for a job. I pray that you'll provide the best kind of a job that they could have. I pray, Lord, that you'll protect the home from sickness, from disease, from accident, from natural disaster. Put your protection on his fathers and their families. I pray, Lord, that you will bless them with Holy Spirit filling of their lives. Let all of the gifts of your spirit be evident in the fathers of this church, Lord. We pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Now, fathers, just 
put your hands on your spouse right now and I'm going to kind of give you some ideas to pray. Thank you, Father, for my spouse. I ask you to bless her. Bless her as you blessed Sarah, the wife of Abraham. You bless that family. Bless our family. We pray, Lord, that your hand will be upon us in this household. Let everything that is said and done be honorable and bring honor to the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Thank you. And God bless you. Now I want to do one thing before we turn this machinery off. There's a couple of ladies been in this church for, uh, I'm going to say 50 years, as best as I can remember. And when the uh, virus came, we were preparing to have a, in the service a place in which we honored these two ladies. I know it's Father's Day, but I'm still going to do a little bit of housekeeping right now. Give me two minutes. These two ladies went overseas as our first missionaries from United Bethel, and we supported them while they were overseas. When they came to the conclusion of the work, they came back here and worked in the church. And then the day came, end of last year, end of uh, 2019, they retired. And so I want to give honor this morning to Reverend, for she's an ordained minister, Amelia Lim, and also to the retirement of her sister, Ida Lim. We bless them for all of the years they had given their life to serve the Lord. And so, church, when you have a chance, bless these two ladies. They have gone into retirement, although they're still working. And uh, uh, I see them almost every day. They're busy doing something here in the church. God bless you. And by the way, this is my last time with you. Uh, my wife, Sister Linda, and I are retiring. And someone said, for good. And I said, I sure hope so. But we're retiring, and this is our last Sunday to get to preach to you. Farewell. If I don't see you again on this side of heaven, we'll look forward to see you in heaven someday. Amen.